So we're starting this new uh, series talking about five practical ways that you can make a big difference with your life every day. We're going to talk about five sort of daily habits that we can build into our lives to ensure that we live a life on purpose, a life that matters. Now, these five topics um, are kind of rolled out in this ebook that you could get if you're interested online. It's free. It's called um, Five Habits of Highly Missional People, and missional being people who are in touch with God's mission in this world, which is the redemption or the restoration of all things through Jesus. That's what God's doing in this world. And there are people who are in touch with that. And, and so this particular book that I read, uh, I thought these five things are simple and incredible. And I want to learn more about them myself. And I know there are progressive churches all over the country sharing the, the material from this ebook. And, and so I, I want to share it primarily so that I have to wrestle with it in a way that I can teach it for my own life. But I also really want you exposed to these five simple things that I think will help us make a difference with our life. I've said before that I think one of the most tragic things going right now, uh, when I hear about or realize that, that someone has essentially wasted their life, um, they use their life to pour into maybe self-centered things, uh, don't do anything to really make a difference, they don't do anything about anything in the world, maybe they live their life in a way to simply um, <clears throat> eliminate resistance, hole up, don't think outwardly. I think that's tragic, and I don't want that for my life. I don't want that for your life. So we're going to talk about these habits that can help us make a life of impact. So I'm going to read um, a passage from the Bible, and you'll recognize it. Uh, one of our elders, Mark Simonitis, taught on it over the summer. I'm going to read this passage uh, to get our topic framed for the day, and then I'm going to pray and we'll dive in. It comes from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house. It did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house in the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, not as their teachers of the law. Let's pray. So God, as we explore your word today, we're looking for things to uh, incorporate, things to change ways to come into alignment with the teachings of your son Jesus. And we pray that you would put clear next steps in our hearts. You know our hearts. You know what's next for us. I pray that we would, we would lock up, lock on to those things that we need to do next and make changes because of that. So help us with that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so Jesus tells us plainly in that passage that a life well lived is a life that takes in the teachings of Jesus and responds to those with action. 
In other words, our life will get better or worse, stronger or weaker, more effective or less effective, based on how well we learn the teachings of Jesus and change our life accordingly or put his words into practice. The crowd was amazed at Jesus' teaching, so that tells us that the context of Matthew 7 was a teaching or a sermon. This was a group of people who were learning. Matthew 7 is a sermon. And Jesus said, if you will take this learning and actually do something with it, you'll have a life that matters or a life that will stand firm. So Jesus says learning and doing is a big part of the success or failure that we will experience in life. So learning needs to be a a regular habit if we want a life that really matters. Now, I desperately want to get past like the blah, blah, blah of this because it's so simple. So I, I really want you to ask yourself this hard question up front. Have you made learning about the lifestyle of Jesus an intentional daily habit? Is there solid evidence that learning about the Jesus lifestyle beyond just a casual pursuit is happening in your life? Are you committed to learning about the life of Jesus and his teachings? Because I think that most Christians, most people who put their hand up and say, I'm a Christian, beyond Sunday morning and maybe occasional thinking, they're not really committed to intentional learning about the life and teachings of Jesus. In Matthew 28, Jesus is giving his final marching orders to his followers. He says, go and make disciples of all people, baptize people, teach them to obey everything I've commanded. Go make disciples. That's his, that's his mission. That's his main thing. Go make disciples. A disciple, the word, is translated, could be translated literally from the original language, learner or apprentice. So Jesus says it's all about learning. It's all about apprenticing. It needs to be an intentional daily pursuit. Now all of that to say... If you are somehow not a regular and intentional learner, if you are not committed to intentionally learning Jesus, then you are missing a big piece of who you were created to be. It has to be a regular intentional habit. So many people want to know God's purpose for their life. Like, God, what's my purpose? Why do I exist? What are your plans for me? We can look to Matthew 28 and see, number one, God wants you to be a learner. God wants you to be committed daily to learning Jesus. It's got to be there. If you're going to live a life that makes a difference, The commitment to intentional learning 
has to be there. Now, let's talk about what that really means. What does it mean to learn Jesus? First things first. Let's talk about the ends or the goal of learning. Typically, when we think about learning as it relates to Christianity, most people think about what's called orthodoxy. Orthodoxy means like believing or knowing the right stuff. Very important. Orthodoxy is important. We should have sound doctrine. The Bible says that Jesus was born of a virgin, that he died on a cross for the sins of the world, that he rose again. All those things are part of an orthodox faith or belief system. Really important. But we have to get past just that. It doesn't stop there. There's something called orthopraxy, which means doing stuff right. And Jesus says that's what's super important. To do things right. Jesus says, John 15, 14. Really important verse in terms of what Jesus wants from us. John 15, 14. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. He doesn't say, you get it right when you believe all the right stuff about God. He says, we're connected deeply at the point that you start actually doing the things that I teach. Orthopraxy. In Matthew 25, Jesus rebukes a bunch of people who believe a lot of the right things and say a lot of the right things. Yet, they don't actually do the teachings of Jesus. They haven't learned in an action-oriented way. They're not making an impact in the world around them. They're not restoring anything. And he looks at me and says, I never knew you. I never even knew you. So when we talk about intentional learning, we're talking about learning not to know more stuff. We're talking about learning... So that we can do. And because of that, this takes time. Learning facts is relatively easy. You can memorize a bunch of stuff really quickly. You can get real orthodox real quick. But learning for life change is really hard. And that's why some of you need to stop. And I have some names in my mind. Some of you need to stop being so frustrated by your perceived lack of growth. By your perceived lack of connection with God. Because there's no microwave for Jesus' growth. It's a lifetime pursuit. It's a lot like agriculture. And I think that's why the Bible is filled with so many uh, metaphors of agriculture when it comes to spiritual growth. You plant these seeds. And all you see is dirt for a long time. You can't see from the surface anything happening. And then all of a sudden, it bursts out of the ground, and you see, oh, there was something going on. It takes time and patience and patience and patience to grow spiritually. If we look at the chronology of the Gospels toward the end of Jesus, like his last run here on earth, it says that he was up by Syria and Lebanon in northern Israel, and, and he turned toward Jerusalem, and he made one last march down chronologically toward Jerusalem, and he was aware, I'm going to go die on the cross. And so he knows these are his last moments with his disciples. He's poured for three years into these leaders. 
And if you follow biblically the chronology of the march down toward Jerusalem, these disciples are getting thing wrong after wrong after wrong after wrong after wrong. They're getting everything wrong. Even basic stuff. And they had been with Jesus for three years. So you can't expect to be ready for the stained glass window of a cathedral in six months' time. When we learn to change who we are, it takes time. So some of you need to take it easy and not be so hard on yourself. Now, I want to suggest, and we've talked about this a lot up here, that if you're going to be an intentional learner, like if you commit to the habit of intentionally learning, you need to be regularly asking yourself two questions. What is God telling me? And what am I doing about it? This is what keeps us learning actively. What is God telling me? And what am I doing about it? When I was in middle school and high school, I loved to read scripture. I read and I read and I read and I read and I read it so that I could beat people in Bible trivia. Like all the cool kids. Or so that it looked like I knew or not, so I looked really spiritual, so that the other kids in my youth group would think I was like the Bible expert. That's why I read the Bible. So I was very familiar with that first question, what's God telling me? Like learning stuff. But I failed to ask the second question, now what am I going to do about it? What should I change or do because of what's God, what God is saying, because of what I'm learning. I have a friend who, who tries really hard to ask those two questions daily. What's God saying? What am I doing about it? And there was a point, this is just an example. One point he knew God was saying, I need to honor my mother more. He had a pretty bad relationship with his grown mom. He's my age. Um, grown mom, you always have a grown mom, right? Um, he's a grown adult with a mom. That went better in the first service. Um, and so he knew God was telling him, uh, you need to honor your mother more. And he asked himself the second question then, what am I going to do about it? And he decided, I I need to go on a mom date regularly. And so he went out on a date with his mom regularly. He didn't want to. I mean, it was like, ugh. But his relationship got better and better and better with his mom. And it's because he was aware, what's God saying? And then now, what am I going to do? And when that happened, God taught him something. And he was better for it. That's why that second question is so important with active learning, because this is more than just the knowledge, I need to honor my mom. This is about learning in a way that changes things and restores and redeems things and and makes a difference. I would also suggest that when you ask those two questions, it's not like something different every day. Like stay on the big topic of what's God saying, what's God saying, and have a general idea of, I think God's telling me this. Here's an improvement. Here's something I need to be good at. 
And here's what I'm going to do about it so that it's not something new. Because you're probably not going to grow that much doing something different every day. It's about a general awareness of a big picture thing and and a general kind of one thing that over a season you're going to change. All right, let me move on now and kind of close out with the three kinds of learning that we have to do as disciples most people just think about like information when they think about learning, but there are really three different kinds of learning that I think we need to get good at if we're going to have a habit of intentional learning. The first is what we would call relational learning. Relational learning. Think about apprenticing when we think about relational learning. We learn by connecting with people. We learn by watching and listening to people. This is why investing in relationships is so important and why we try to get better and better as a church at helping you invest in relationships. So nine out of ten people that you see and you say, man, I respect their spirituality. I respect their spiritual maturity. Nine out of ten. If you ask them, how'd you get to where you are? First of all, they're probably going to say, I'm not that great. Like If they're really spiritually mature, they're going to be quick to tell you, Haha, I'm not much. But if they do talk about how they got to where they are, it's going to be because they had a mentor or some person in their life that they watched and observed and learned from. Rarely are they going to say, well, I took in this information and now I'm spiritually awesome. It comes from relationships. It comes from people. So if we want to grow spiritually and learn... We need to connect and invest in relationships with people who are more mature. You need to connect with people who are more mature. So that's a question to ask is, do I have anybody in my life that I am intentionally learning from? When we're teachable and look to other people, they can be in even other fields and we can still find ways to learn in what we're trying to get better at. There's, there's a story that I read the other day. Um, Great Ormond Street Hospital in London. So over in London, head doctor gets done with this 12-hour emergency transplant surgery. 12, can you imagine 12 hours in emergency surgery? The stress. He gets done, and, and he wants to kind of come down and relax. Uh, so he turns, on this, he turns on the TV, there's this Formula One race. I know nothing about racing. I just read it. And, you know, where they, the cars are flying around, and they get off in the pit. And I've only seen this a couple times in the, the small amounts of races that I've watched. But, like, you, you see a car pull in a pit, and it's crazy. Guys go running over, and it's like, stuff's flying all over the place. Tires are rolling, gassing up the car. And then it's like, like 10 seconds, and they're back out on the road. And so he's, he's watching that and he thinks, I'm going to bring in a pit crew to work with my team of doctors and nurses. And, and he brings in this, this pit crew and they work together on how to approach um, transplant surgery, emergency surgery. And they shave off all kinds of time now at this hospital in the way they do surgery because they learned from a Formula One racing pit crew. 
thought, what a great example of relational learning. Just, just going to other people who do things well and saying, whether marriage, parenting, spiritual habits, reading the Bible, journaling, praying. How do you do that? Being intentional about learning relationally from other people. Uh, Philippians 3.17. Philippians 3.17. Paul says, Brothers, join in imitating me. And keep your eyes on those people who walk according to the example you have in us. In other words, Paul says, I follow Jesus. Just do what you see me doing. Or do what you see other people doing who follow Jesus. Paul understood 2,000 years ago the importance of relational learning. He knew it's all about people. So if you just, you know, if, 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 you're grow, if your primary walk with Jesus is reading the Bible, going to church on a Sunday, maybe listening to some sermons and, and, and you know, TV sermons, that, that's all good stuff. But if you don't have a relational component to learning, you, you're, you're probably missing a, a, a pretty big step. Join a community group at Polaris. Start to ask deeper questions when you're with people that you admire. Make relational learning a part of, of your discipleship journey. Invest in spiritual friendships. It doesn't have to be highly organized. Like the people who are really good at this stuff, they, they probably don't have the availability to be, you know, lunch once a week, whatever. Just ask the questions. Ask the well-thought-out questions. And you'll grow from that. When I see people who continually grow versus people who get stuck, and I see them both, and I've been in both places, the difference is usually the person that's committed to relational learning. Next is experiential learning. So that picture right there was, um, uh, took that in Israel uh, after getting to spend uh, about half a month in, in Israel where Jesus walked. And that was a life-changing experience for me. My youth pastor would let me uh, lead uh, Sunday school every now and then when I was in high school. Uh, my senior pastor would let me preach on the last Sunday of the month when I was in high school and college. Uh, went to Ecuador and sat with some people in like their one-room shacks going to hospital rooms with hurting families, personal tragedies, experiences, forcing myself into uh, awkward conversations over behavioral stuff with other people, or me confessing my own behavioral shortcomings or ways that I've hurt people and apologizing for that. So much learning comes from choosing experiences that we don't feel ready for, that we don't even necessarily want. We learn a lot through experiences. And when we fail to go places and do things that stretch us, we're probably going to fail to grow. It's just that simple. So serve in children's ministry. Sign up for that 2 through K first service need we talked about. If you're scared to death of teenagers, maybe you need to get with Dave and work with the students in ways that you never thought possible. Because you guys are scary. <laughs> Join a community group. 
you don't think you're ready for. Have a dinner party and ask real deep, real questions beyond just surface stuff. Maybe there's somebody you know going through a difficult time. Go pray with them. You might think it's totally awkward, but that could be the experience that grows you to new places in your walk with God. You're learning experientially. Go on a Polaris mission trip next year to Haiti or Ecuador. Sponsor a compassion child. What experience could get you moving and growing? What step could you take right now and follow through with for a new learning experience? I really hope you'll... you'll... What are you really going to do here? Then finally, we have informational learning. Information transfer. It is an important part of the Jesus lifestyle. Now, unfortunately, information transfer has become the primary focus, I think, of like the modern Western American church. And I don't think it should be the primary focus. There should also be relational learning and experiential learning. Because information only doesn't usually cut it. But it is extraordinarily important to growth. You probably aren't growing if you're not regularly reading Scripture. I love reading Scripture. It's so important. It's been so important for me. Maybe it's logging on. Go Google my utmost for his highest. Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. It's a daily devotional read based in Scripture that's been very helpful for many people, including me. You should be regularly reading from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, with an emphasis on Jesus' actions and his teachings until they're virtually memorized. Download iDisciple, the app, and listen to sermons from leaders all across the country. Amazing men and women who have a lot of great things to share. Information intake is vital to growing, but you also have to have relational learning and experiential learning. So relational learning, experiential learning, information learning, if you really want to live a life that makes a difference, you need to be intentional. This doesn't actually accidentally happen. It has to be intentional decisions that you make. So you may leave here committed to read the Bible more. That's my guess is that most of you, yeah, I need to be better about reading the Bible. That's my learning takeaway. And I hope that's the case if you're not regularly, daily reading the Bible. But I also want to challenge you to maybe one more. One relationship or one experience that you're going to commit to learning away in addition to information, next steps in your walk with God. Let me close with just this simple prayer. Jesus, I'm going to be a learner for life. Jesus, I want to turn from my path to your path. I want to be a wise builder. Jesus, I want to learn from you in all the areas of my life. And I am committed to living your lifestyle everywhere, all the time, no matter what. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.